Hi, it's John. The following show is for people over 18, because people who are over 18 will understand that there are certain mature themes that people under 18, well, let's face it, some teenagers might enjoy it, but they're not supposed to. All right. So um, mature themes. And the other thing I wanted to mention is nothing is to be taken seriously in this show. Okay. Okay. And uh, here's the show. The following is a presentation of Dating Kinkily, Kinkily Connections and Kinkily Education. It's kinkily done differently. Did I do that right? This is what women and other wonderful humans want. A fun and frank conversation about the way people approach others for romance, relationships, friendships, and other partnerships that make us happy. With questions asked by this guy over here. And now here is your host, John, or as we say around here, hello there, cat suit. And welcome to a very special April 1st edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. And today, it's a little bit different because it's what real women and other wonderful humans want, as we have two listeners who have written into us saying they have fascinating stories to tell, especially after listening to the show and hearing what we talk about. So we welcome to the show, Fiona and Bean. Hello, hello. Nice to meet. Hi. Hi, yeah. Happy to be here. So Fiona, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, uh, I am Fiona, uh, as you know. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Um, my, my, um, a little bit about me is I was raised uh, all over in uh, the Eastern area, and um, I'm happy to come to, um, uh, to see you, uh, John, on this uh, on a little square TV. <laughs> it's really nice. Um, I, am, I am 42, and um, I, I've just met my sister. I didn't know she was, uh, and I can't believe it that we get to talk here with you. <laughs> And Bean, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am Bean, uh, but my name Bianca, but I like my friends call me Bean. So please call me Bean. And uh, I just met my sister. I have been all over the world. And so strange, so strange. We, my sister and I live just down street. We, we did not know that we were related until I tried to date her brother. And our dad did not allow it. He said, no. And I thought, you know, he just being protective. But no, it's really because we have same dad. And that could not happen. So now my family grows so big and we love each other so much. It's just great. And I am, I am uh, 37. I'll be uh, 37 next year too. I decided I'd stop at 37. Always a good thing to do. Don't get older, but as long as you actually get older, because if you don't get older, of course, you're dead. Yeah. It's the first six. Five. five six. How many is it? Five. Six? Here's the first question. Fiona? First time a man approached you with an unsolicited dick pic. 
Oh, yes. Uh, the first time this ever happened to me, it was um, in a park. And uh, this gentleman, he had a long brown trench coat on, you see, and he took a, a picture with a Polaroid camera. And he said, wait, wait, uh, you have to wait for it. And uh, he had me hold the picture and shake it until it came into view. And um, I giggled when I saw it. And I said, Oh, I love this picture. Can I keep it forever? And he said, Oh, yes, this is for you. And um, I've had it ever since it is actually right uh, here. I'll, I'll show it to you. I show it. It's right, Ooh. right here. Yeah, I keep Ooh. it really close to me. Uh, Bean, first time anyone ever uh, tried to connect with you with an unsolicited dick pic. Oh yeah, so I I have to admit that I am the first woman who liked the unsolicited dick pic in the internet dating model so you know usually it started people don't know but it actually started in analog where people would take pictures and just send them randomly out there and uh i was i always wanted one i was so jealous of my sister when i saw that she has the the crazy one-eyed penis looking at her and i wanted one and so i was on the online dating websites and you know we we're talking hello how are you yeah doing good nice day and then he sent me penis and i was like oh this is all I have ever wanted. Thank you so much. And um, uh, we actually lived together for six months. He didn't know I was there, but we were still there together. Um, but it went, it went very well. Um, it was weird uh, angles, but I still liked it. And now to this day, I, 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 get, I get very mad if I have to ask for it because I think gentlemen should just provide. Indeed, you should never ever have to ask for a dick pic. Uh, it is, it is uh, a tit for tat, as they say. So you just, um, you know, you say hello, and the next person say, how are you? And then a dick pic, that should be the very next progression. There should not be um, small talk, as you say. No, there could be maybe, uh, have you had a nice day? And, uh, and if she responds, no, my day has been very difficult. That is her saying, send me a penis. Precisely. Right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Bina, I have to ask the question because you said you did this very early in the days of the internet. Does the detail on a dick pic come out well on a dot matrix printer? Yes, it just takes a long time. Like the pixelations, the way you do it though is you have to take Sharpie, right? And color in the, the pixelations so the lines are better and, and, and more defined, right? You need to see all the veins. And when it's pixelated, it's very hard to see what all the lines are. So you need to draw it in. But I, then it makes it fun arts and craft too. So... We would often sing uh, that Pee Wee Herman song, connect the dots, la, 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 connect the dots, la, 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 la. Yes, yes, we love so Pee Wee Herman, so especially fun. talking about unsolicited dick pics. Uh, Pee Wee Herman is our hero. Mm, yes. <laughs> Anyone who could show up in a, in a theater and do that to, us, to himself, I would have gone and paid a ticket for that. Absolutely. Fiona, tell us what was on your first online dating profile. Oh, yes. Um, I used MySpace and I, I liked sprinkles a lot, um, glitter as it were. And so I had a um, unicorn with a rainbow on it and sprinkles. And, um, and it said, for good time, 
uh, be in top eight. And I had some requirements uh, for that. Uh, one, you had to have a shirt off picture. Uh, two, you had to send me a private dick pic. I mean, if you want to send it to everyone, that is fine too. Uh, I feel like everyone should be exposed because human bodies are natural. Um, but, uh, and then the third requirement is you, your name could not be Tom. Uh, everyone had that one friend named Tom and, and I did not like how, how uh, unspecial I felt when I saw he was friends with everyone. Bean, what was your first experience in putting out an online ad for dating? Well, you know, my sister, she got the more, uh, more wealthy upbringing. So she had the internet where I did not have internet. So I had to go to, um, I don't know how you say this in English, but uh, the public restroom. Yes. Ah, yes. Uh, yes. And I, you know, spent hours in man's restroom drawing on pictures and hanging out by, um, how you say, glory hole and mm. say, you know, uh, putting, you know, my measurements and, you know, petite five, three, uh, please call. Um, uh, and uh, it took a long time because I would get very weird phone calls that nobody said words, just a lot of breathing. Uh, and uh, once I got my first digital camera and hung out in male restrooms and uh, got my aggressively taken dick pics, uh, I would use those on when I finally got the internet. I did get kicked out of the library and the local uh, uh, Starbucks for free internets with the dial-up because uh, it took so long to load. But uh, I would put that up there and say, this is what I'm looking for. I would just say, hello. I, this is what I look, and this is what I'm looking for, so please give. Fiona, I understand that because you put it out there that you like dicks, or is that oh, being? So, so very oh, be, much. Being, the, yeah, well, but you, we, you both do. I, we, we both do. We both do. Yeah. I mean, it's a, uh, and we, we like different kinds, you know, thankfully. Uh, she likes them one way and I like them the other. Uh, I go for, um, some would say, uh, soda can, you know, like uh, I like it short but girthy. Um, and uh, being like a little more slender and long, um, tickle the back of the throat, as it were. Um, and we like to, you know, judge each other's. So if, if someone sends me an unsolicited dick pic that is long, uh, I go, oh, this is disgusting, but I know Bean would like it. So I then send it over to her. And, and sometimes we compare and we, we contrast them. And um, we switch numbers a lot sometimes now because uh, uh, everyone gets different sizes. So the first time, I, I want to get your reaction as we continue the first five today. First time you received a response from someone not named Dick or Richard. The first time uh, receiving something from not a Dick or Richard, that, that is a cruelest joke. I've got to say, um, when someone sends, quote, unsolicited Dick pic, and then they give you one of like Ronald not Ronald Reagan. What is the one Richard with the peace Nixon. fingers up? Richard Nixon. Oh, that is terrible. Yeah. He's, he gives peace signs. I don't want peace signs. I, I want, you know. Oh, that's peace signs? I thought those were little vaginas. That would make more sense for a dick pic, yes. I thought that um, was that is, but now I think differently of that man. I know his name is Richard Nixon, uh, but I do not know much about him. I indeed. just thought he liked vaginas. The, uh, and, and, and it turns out 
two at a time. Uh, but isn't all men like that? I would <laughs> hope. Being from what I understand, he actually had a reputation within the uh, sex community. He was called Tricky Dick. Oh, see, that is one that I am a fan of. I like the ones that are kind of crazy or that you have to find, you know, like, oh, what's going on here? Those are those are fun for me. My sister likes them a little more straightforward, but I like the mystery of them. Um, although we both both very big fans of a micro penis. A very, 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 I love tiny penis. Yeah. If you, if you see man in big truck uh, passing, it's really popular to yell and holler and say, um, show me your dick. And a lot of times they will just pull over and, and show you. They have no qualms about it. And they are usually very tiny. I love it. Yeah, just we like a little, a little hidden little nub in like a, a very deep grass of pubic hairs we love it it's my favorite when you gotta go searching for it like you're a swamp creature finding the little nubbin finding the tree in the middle of a very dense forest i totally no, not a tree not tree the micro penis like a toadstool find toadstool in deep forest ah yes Well, I, I hate to delve into controversy here being for the next of our first five questions but first time being ever somebody ever sent you an unsolicited picture if we're talking about the forest somebody has sent you a picture of a bush i'm sure oh yeah yeah and you know i like a big bush i like it um uh, i like if i can you know if i can floss my teeth with it later it's um a fan good oral hygiene too um but uh, I, you know, unsolicited is a, is a difficult word for me because I am very welcoming and open to all. So when people say, oh, that was unsolicited, how dare you? Well, you know, I put it out as that, you know, not like with words, but with my energy and how mm-hmm. like I look, uh, you know, you text hello. That, I mean, that's heavy, right? I mean, that's covered in all, there's all this what is she really saying? Um, and what I really am saying is send me a dick pic. Ah. Now. Yes. The, the final question in the first five, and it's kind of strange because I usually ask this as the first question in the first five. Uh, and I'll start with Bean this time. First time anybody ever called you normal and the reaction to it. Oh, normal? Uh, that has happened a couple times. I was on, I was on date. Uh, uh, that my father sent up for me. And um, he, he, I was talking to this gentleman and I, I let him know that I was not going to move too fast and that uh, uh, because I wanted to take things slow. And he said, oh no, you look like such a nice girl. See, seems so normal. And, and I would not expect you to move too fast or, or um, you know, move into the bedroom. I said, well, no, no, we would move into bedroom right now. But unfortunately, my sister is staying with me in the bedroom. And see, my dog is getting in on it too. She loves it. She loves, Shotzi, I know. Come here. It's, it's, uh, I think someone left a dick pic at my door. But um, no, but I was on this date and I said, no, I normally don't, I don't like, I don't want to move fast. And he said, no, you seem like such a normal, lovely girl. And I said, well, uh, normally we would be fucking right now. However, my sister is staying in my bedroom right now. And, and that would be weird because I did not show her your dick yet. Um, 
He felt that was weird and did not show me his penis and left. Really? Wow. Uh, Fiona, first time anyone ever called you normal in your reaction to it. Yes, I, I remember it was a long time ago in my early 20s. Um, I was at this uh, sex club and uh, typically what you do when you get there, I don't know if you've ever been, John, but um, it, is, uh, it is one of those places where you walk around, you can watch other people doing it or you can um, tap someone on the shoulder and say, may I cut in? And, uh, and then also get to enjoy some things. And um, uh, a fellow walked up to me, I was just observing. I just wanted to uh, casually sip on my hot cocoa and watch everyone uh, doing what they do. And um, he came up to me and he asked if I wanted to have a wild time. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was wearing some, um, a, a horsey face with a tail. And um, I, I looked at him and I said, uh, well, I'm not that into horseplay. And I thought it was a very funny joke, um, but then he got really offended and he said, oh, you, you're white women, you are so normal. And I could not believe it. I, I thought me so normal, he doesn't even know me and I haven't even seen his dick yet. So um, I, I looked at him and I splashed my hot chocolate. It wasn't hot anymore. He mm. did not get burnt, but I splashed it on his face, on his horsey face. And I said, that's not very nice for you to say, go have sex with that goat over there. And there was a, there was a goat having a um, fornication with a, with a lady mm. um, under a sheet. And I said, go have sex with that goat over there. And he did what I said. So uh, then I knew that I wanted to date him. Uh, when I saw him penetrating the goat, I said, you know what, I'll give him another try. And we were in a good relationship for about three years until I found out that he was cheating on me with, with Steph down the street. Mm. You remember Steph's sister. Um, she was, uh, we would say, the bicycle of the town. So. Mm. Yes, but not the well-maintained bicycle, like the dirty oh. one that you take up into the mountains and don't clean off and give you crabs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I could not be with him any longer. And Fiona, I know that uh, this was what started because I, I did do a lot of research about this and you started a campaign, especially when it comes to the people with a horse mass that says nay means nay. So tell us a little bit about your campaign, nay means nay. Nay means nay. It's very simple. It's all about consent. See, when you when you want to have the relations with someone, um, it's it's important once you are face to face and you are ready to be intimate to um, get in touch with oneself. And um, if someone says uh, yay then they are willing to be intimate with you. But if for some reason they say nay, even if they're playing in horseplay, they are automatically not allowed to have sex with you and you are not allowed to have sex with them. Nay means nay is a full stop. Everyone stops and puts their hands up in the air and then they shake their rump three times. And if after the third time uh, you are ready to have the relations again, then you can get back down on all fours and say, yay. But if it is still a nay after that third rump shake, then everyone must sit down for tea and discuss. Was this after the unsuccessful launch of <laughs> means... <laughs> 
Yes, it was too hard for the marketers to spell. I said specifically, it is P-L-B-T-T-I-T, and they did not understand. They put too many T's, they added S's. It was a, um, a mess uh, is for the, um, uh, the marketing and the PR world. And it was just too hard for people to spell. And then also the emphasis you put on certain things, people were misreading and they did not mm-hmm. understand. So a lot of people were not being heard and not being allowed because <laughs> means no, no, no. But <laughs> means, yeah, okay, I'm okay. And it was very hard to uh, differentiate in the moment when you're all very excited. So um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Today's show is presented by Butt Plugs. Stick them in your butt. They are plugs. They look cool. Some of them have jewels in them. They're really nice looking. So enjoy butt plugs today. Now back to our show. Fiona had asked me if I had been to a sex club. And of course, uh, having my, and people on the program have heard very much about my fetishes and the, the different things that I enjoy. Bean, when was it that you decided to make the very brave step to uh, become a professional dominatrix at such a young age? Oh, well, you know, I've been doing it. I was the youngest dominatrix in the world, actually. I started when I was 12. And uh, that seems very young, but seems very young. But I had just some wonderful woman who uh, took me under their wing. And um, it started with me just liking to tell people what to do. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, people call me Little Bossy Pants. And that was my my name for a while. Uh, You go see Miss Little Bossy Pants and I would tell you what to do. And and it was never anything uh, too untoward. I would just tell you, you know, how to make sandwich and how to clean house. And then once I became of legal age, you know because that's important you know 14 um, yes 14. yes two years later I trained for two years and then uh I, I realized I really enjoyed uh you know the um the power dynamic of it because what people don't understand is in, in the BDSM community that it's really not the dominatrix that has all the power um mm. it's the illusion of power and you know I I love the illusion of power I love to be able to uh, be the one who's calling all the shots, but not really calling all the shots. Because in the heart, I am lazy. Um, mm-hmm. And also, I look very good in black leather. And, you know, you gifted that first cat suit, and you're like, oh, this is what's made for me. This is where I should be. Um, and it pays very well doing something that I love. And, you know, it's benefit for all my clients as well. And just being the youngest uh, is just another feather in, you know, my bustier, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, although don't put feathers, it's uncomfortable. You know, leather doesn't really breathe. Beam is being very modest. She actually started at much younger than 12. You see, really? um, yes, when she was six years old, she was telling everybody in the playground what to do and where to go. And she would get mad during doctor. You know, you play house or you play doctor. She would get mad and uh, she would force uh, kids into marital counselings. Mm. And she would also make sure that all of their HIPAA rights were filled out mm. and uh, that there were no violations 
violations. So she she's been doing this for a very long time. Yes, what stayed in the in this in this curly slide stays in the what happened in curly slide stays in curly slide. We didn't talk about it. It was privacy. Uh, yeah, I guess you know I have it was just natural for me. Thank you, sister, for reminding me of that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it was the funniest when I remember Hefe when he was uh, swinging on the swing that one time, and he was uh, uh you said not too high, you're going to fall off, and he said uh, you shove it, and you said no, you're you're going to get hurt, and then he fell off, and then you you knew it's like yeah. you, just, you just knew about things. Yeah, like, he felt that he fell off, and I said, see, I told you, and then I kicked him. Mm -hmm. and that really you know proves the point and you know um strange enough he knew right I think this kind of I if I look back now in reflection that this was the beginning because I had told him and then I kicked him when he fell and then you know he got back on that got back on and I know I told him I go you fall off again I'd kick you even harder and he did fall off again and so then I kicked him he wanted it yeah he did he did Fiona, did you feel a little strange because obviously you just discovered that you were sisters, but there is a story of you seeing Bean in a latex onesie as a baby. Do you think that might have had any effect uh, to her eventually becoming a dominatrix? Um, I, I don't know about having effects. Um, uh, Papa left me, um, but, to, but to sire her with uh, her mother, hmm. and um, her mother was into fetish play oh. and uh, and bondage and whatnots. Um, so for her, I don't think I think it was just a natural progression, just something that. Um, oh, uh, sorry, I have a thing happening uh, off camera. <laughs> Um, no, it was uh, it was something that as a baby, um, she just likes to wear her mother's clothes. You know, a lot of times we fall into the traps of what our parents were before us. And so um, for Bean, she was raised in a very forward household and, uh, you know, lots of leather. She had a leather daddy as a daddy. And... Um, and, you know, he wasn't really present for me very much. Hmm. So for her, I think that maybe had a good possibility for her turning out the way she did. But also, I think that she just um, really ended up satelliting over to what was really missing from our hmm. neighborhood. She really saw... It was kind of like looking at a neighborhood and going, hmm, what, what food shop should I put here? Look, there are three hamburger shops, but no pizza shop. Oh, I will make pizza shop and I will make pizza. That is what Bean did. And she is, uh, she, Bianca is a very, very wise woman that way. Is Bratisovia, and I've never been there, and I look forward to going someday because it is a very, very open and sexually positive country. Mm -hmm. Growing up in that kind of atmosphere must have been able to form a great foundation for you being as free as you are, even uh, though it was a very oppressive society. Oh, oh. yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, you see, we have to wear so many clothes because it's cold. 
mm. constantly. And so when you are at home, you crank up the heat, you turn off all the clothes, and you, you just flick them off of your body and you get to explore yourself uh, with others. And um, we actually have a, what do we call an anti-chamber room that you is the first room of the house. So uh, from outside, it's very cold. You come into anti-chamber room and you di disrobe. Mm. And then once you go into the first room of the house, which is really the second doorway, uh, then you are given a robe and you're welcome to wear a robe or not, uh, but it is for sitting down on, on things so you don't get anything messy or dirty because mm -hmm. um, we do like to keep a nice clean home. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a very, you would think it is very oppressive, but uh, we are actually more open with our bodies than even you and America's are. Mm. Uh, I am often surprised when listening to your podcast uh, before because I thought Americans, oh, they're just so prude and um, Puritan. But um, you, uh, some of your guests really enhance what we would normally have in outside of our homes. You know, the first time I brought a man over um, to meet my mother, uh, we were all nude. And that is what, that is just what you do in our, in our area. Bean, what was it like growing up uh, for you in Bratisola? Well, very freeing. I mean, it is cold. I mean, even in, in summer, very cold. Um, mm. But uh, it's, it was very uh, welcoming and warm. Like you, you go, you know, you go to a friend's house, you immediately take off your clothes and it's, uh, you get to know people better. You get to know people better when they don't have their armor on, you know, their clothing. Um, and, you know, I purposely, like, uh, I mean, right now I'm very comfortable here with you and my sister. Mm -hmm. And John, I like that you have not commented on and told us to put on the clothes because uh, we are not wearing any because we want to be comfortable. And I don't even put a collar on my dog, you know, because uh, it's not what you do. Oh, it's so it... it, it it, it is a dog. You're not having a, you're not having a session with pet play right now. No, no, I would not record that. And I would okay. want to give the pet play 100% attention because especially if they're being a dog, they want mm. all that attention. The cat play, you can just let them be cats. You know, occasionally they come and scratch you and you're like, oh, OK, or maybe bite you and push your water cups off of your your table. But a dog, when you're doing puppy play, they really need that attention. Uh, and um, it is hot. So if they if you you're ignoring them they will pee on your carpet and that makes uh, a not a great smell so no it is my real live dog um it is my real live dog who enjoys the puppy plays that i do mm -hmm. with people because uh, uh she feels that she just has a whole bunch of new playmates mm -hmm. um and i'm okay with her uh being involved in the puppy play as long as they don't hump her because mm -hmm. uh she's a dog Mm -hmm. um and puppy play is people being dogs which you know i do not kink shame but i don't want my dog to uh be uh, violated because she can't give me an affirmative yes if that's something she's interested in mm -hmm. so uh yes but it's very free nay means nay nay means nay, or boof means boof you know bean how do you account for the fact that you are just so open with your ability to show kink and sexuality, yet Fiona just never quite got that way. Well, she is, but indifferent, right? Mm. I am, uh, I benefit from being younger sister and in different households. So ah. her, her mom, her mom worked in laundry. 
you know um our dad was leather daddy but he did not share that side with with uh uh fiona's side of family uh with that second family he had he was more um well, they were actually first family. So I feel like my father had his, you know, sexual awakening and felt like he could embrace his whole leatherness. And so then, then he, you know, married um, uh, leather dom, uh, who, who straight, there are different doms. And generally when they wear leather, it's very, it's a little more aggressive uh, in where we are. And uh, so I think he had that sexual awakening. And since I'm a little younger, I got to experience the sexually awakened house where Fiona was sexually awakened herself, like inside, mm -hmm. but she was not allowed to do it outerly. And now she's like really coming alive in her 40th years, mm -hmm. you know, that 40th decade of just expressing everything um mm -hmm. she has recently recorded recorded uh, several uh just records of her sex sounds and she's um collaborating with yoko ono with mm. those and they are beautiful they are played with uh some kind of a synthesizer and um the didgeridoo with oh. her sex sounds and it is beautiful and i think uh next year she's really coming into her own she's uh, i am very proud of her uh of where she's going and her journey in her kinking oh thank you so much sister yeah. that is I'm, a I'm really so nice plug for me <laughs> i'm so surprised you mentioned that i'm so embarrassed <laughs> i i am so oh, glad fiona uh, uh, i pardon my interruption but i'm so glad fiona that she brought it up because i really wanted to ask you about this fetish that you uh, had originally told me about, and I just wasn't sure about it, for tea cozies. Now explain mm -hmm. to me your tea cozy fetish. Is it a sensation thing or is there, is it the, the joy of making them or the joy of using them in different ways? What is it about tea cozies? It's the communal nature, you see, um, as you are lovemaking, if you, when you, you know, no one can making the love for more than hour, right? Um, some maybe hour, half, but uh, usually there is downtime. And I found smoking was very harmful mm. to, to my nails. They make them yellow and, uh, and very brittle. And I did not like that. I like good, strong nails. And so, um, uh, I, I found that I started to crochet during mm. that time of uh, laying and basking. I didn't want to bask too long. It made me feel weak. So I went ahead and started crocheting and I made my partner also crochet. And it turns out tea cozies are the perfect time to uh, making one to actually recuperate oneself um, because you 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 crochet a little bit and you drink some water and you talk a little bit and you can communicate it's a good time to communicate and get on the same page with your partner um, to make sure consent is happening mm -hmm. and um, and you know my my tea is so much warmer now. And now I have, um, every time a new partner comes over, we create a new tea cozy and, and we exchange those tea cozies at the end of our session. And this way um, he gets to take home a piece of something that we have created together mm. without something that will last for a lifetime, mm. like a childhood. Oh, very good point. Bean, uh, I never. Do you get mad when your favorite podcast is interrupted by a commercial message? I 
know I get all mad all the time. So that is why I visit my friend Pat Rion. Pat Rion apparently takes a lot of money and then tells me that everything's okay and I don't have to put an ad in the show. You know, that always makes things better. So visit Pat Rion and give him money and then he might give me some money. I don't need your money, but if you want to give me money, I'm happy for it. So Pat Rion is the, I don't know how you find him, but just give him money. And, you know, people talk about Pat Rion so much on their podcasts. We don't like to talk about Pat Rion, but, you know, Pat Rion is a great person. So give him money and he might give me some money. Am I on the wrong podcast? Now back to Southern Living on the Rural Podcast Network. What do you mean I'm not on the Rural Podcast? Oh, okay. Uh, back to whatever show you were listening to. Sorry. Want to kink shame anybody? They say don't ever yuck another's yum. But, I have heard that. Yes. Yes, um, don't. That's bad. I, I just don't quite know how to ask you about the fetish that you wrote me about and then wrote me about again and I was very uncomfortable talking about it. There were several but, that you were uncomfortable with. Yes. Um, well, just talk about the top three that seemed just, uh, I, I, I'm uncomfortable talking about it actually. Is it the squid play? Is that what you're uncomfortable about? <sighs> yes. Well, okay, so there's different ways to do squid play. The first one is where it's just you and your partner and um, you get, you have to get, the, the, it's limiting because you have to get just gallons of KY. And um, so you can actually, you know, feel the viscera that you would be a squid. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, it's not that gross. It's, it's, it's very similar to if you were doing some light fisting when you start to feast, right? Um, but you move your hands like squid. And it can't be, you know, octopus because I don't have that many fingers. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it's kind of just, over, and that's, that's the most, you know, the base way that most people are familiar with and comfortable with. Um, don't forget to use using the, um, the plungers and the, the stickums onto the windows. Mm. Yeah. When, you, when you add that, it's very important. Uh, you can actually tie those stickums to the windows. You can tie them around each one of your fingertips. Yeah. And so when you do the light fisting, it also makes a suction with those. And yeah. so... It's, a, it's actually, she tried it on me once just to make sure that it was not weird and um, it worked out very, very well. Yes, I practice all of my, my new techniques on my sister first because, you know, she's going to be honest with me and uh, she, you know, knows me very well and I can read her very well. So I, I always go with her first. But I mean, that's the basic of the squid, you know, squid play. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, the... I think what you were most uncomfortable with was uh, the amount of dicks for real squid play that, uh, I mean, because there is a normal amount that, you know, having a, a basic, you know, woman, man, horse, woman, uh, orgy, uh, and you bring in other plastic ones. Yes. You know, the dildo, fake ones, but. Uh, Especially for, the tentacle ones. Those, those yes, uh, yes. for squid those play make perfect ones. sense. With squid play, you have to get, you know, the, the French ticklers that fit on the, the penises. Right. Um, but you, you do need about 12 or 13 to do it right. Um, and you need to be very, you need to have some very limber women 
in order to uh, accommodate appropriately. Um, it's not the stretching really, but you know, legs just get in the way. Um, but if you can find someone who has had both legs removed, that's really the best way to do play. Oh. That is the best way, really. Um, but those are so hard to find. Uh, um, but when you do, I have a client right now who is my favorite. Um, she, I mean, Persephone is my all-time favorite. And uh, frankly, mm. she is the one who uh, hasn't, she, you know, got lost her legs tragically in a, a, a barbecue and it exploded. She put too much. Anyway, it's a long story. Mm. It's not my story to tell, but she tragically lost her legs and really loves the squid play. And she loved it before she lost her legs. But now that she has no legs to impede her, she can really be her true squidiness. Um, is that the ones that made you uncomfortable? I think that's the one that made me yeah. most uncomfortable. But yeah. I know a lot of friends of mine love to get the the tentacle dildos and that's their favorite Those, thing to use. You know, they love them. I thought you were going to say the reverse birthing was your one you were most uncomfortable with. Mm. I think that's the most comforting one, really, if you're a man. So very, very true. Uh, Fiona? Yes, darling. I, I understand that you, after 40 some years, you finally entered into a committed relationship Mm -hmm. yes. and that it worked out for the most part but then for some reason there were just uh, there was something that came in between you and so uh, tell us a little bit about finding the one but then realizing they weren't really the one well yes you see I was at um when I first met Harry he was um we was we was both at a it was an outdoor event and um, where there was a lot of uh, uh, like rides and such, uh, uh, fantastical elements. Um, uh, There's cotton candies and, mm. and fluffy things on sticks and whatnot. Uh, there was goldfish and um, Harry was working at one of the goldfish. It's uh, like a ring and you, you put the ring on the bottle cap and then mm. uh, you win the goldfish. And, um, and I saw him there. He he had a, a very nice smell about him and uh usually with this type of person i just uh i invite him over for um you know just hanging out for like maybe a day or two because they're not in town for very long they they usually pass through um but harry he he was a very very charming fellow and um very wonderful lover and so um i I wanted to to extend to him to stick around in Brado Solo to you know really uh, enjoy what Brado Solo had to offer, mm -hmm. and uh, he did. He got out of the the um, carnival world for probably a good four years, um, but I know I know things started to take a turn when we would watch shows on the streaming televisions mm. and it was always of roller coasters and mm. um and uh, thrill rides and and then he um he got one of those new vr machines mm -hmm. um recently and he now only plays with the vr oh. and there, it's some roller coaster but game there, are, where there are ups and downs in every relationship there are, but uh, but this is too many ups. You see, he uh -huh. 
he's uh he's always up on his feet watching this roller coaster game so he um uses all of his emotional energy to mm -hmm. put it into there and um uh, so when he's done with the game then there's no there's it's too flaccid for me to enjoy mm. it for my own self um and and we have and, to point out we have to point out fiona that you went for him because his last name was dick you and know he, he was know richard you dick so appreciate harry and then dix was his last name ah, harry okay. dix Okay. Um, so it was it was a little bit of a con on me, really. Mm. Um, so he would send me his picture, and I thought I was getting Harry Dick's pics, but um, mm. it would just be his smiling face. It's very sad. Bean, I know that you've had a lot of relationships in your life, and some of them have been very, very good. I know that some of them ended up on page six. And that was shocking to me, especially since you have been trying to live your life just as a, uh, a, a, a Bratislava girl. Um, but the most famous of your relationships actually caused a bit of a scandal. Yeah, you, you know, okay, they, they say scandal, like it's so shocking. Uh, but you know, it, I happened, you know, it, I wasn't that young. People always say, oh, she's so young, taking care of this. No, I was not that young. And, you know, uh, everybody says it was somebody of the royal family. No, it's nobody in royal family. It was considered Hollywood royalty. And, you know, uh, for, you know, pound for pound, I would say that oh. this person is the most beautiful of all of the Hollywood's leading men's. Uh, I think why it was so scandalous is everybody just thought he was so nice. You know, they're like, oh, he's so nice. And he's so happily married. But what they don't know is that the wife was involved just as much. And, you know, and when the office came out, you know, we had been involved for a very long time together. Um, you know, Steve, Nancy and I. Uh, but it's really when 40-year-old virgin came out that I got very mad and I took, I, I took uh, umbrage at that because, you know, he's not 40-year-old virgin. You know, he had had, you know, he, he and I had been together a long time, you know, and me, me, he and his wife have been a very happy, you know, trio. People call it thruple. But what had happened is I had got so mad because I thought 40-year-old virgin, you know, being here uh, was documentary. And with my intimate knowledge mm. of couple, I was very mad. I felt like they were betraying me and also besmirching my name because I, uh, you know, I have a business to run as well. And uh, if I'd been in everybody who knew me knew mm -hmm. who I was involved with. So for him to be 40 year old virgin, uh, everyone here, we saw, you know, we're about 10 years behind. You know, I think the final save by the bell just finally, you know, came on television. Uh, no, I'm so I glad didn't think they would make it. Really weird uh, for them. Yeah. They did, <laughs> but they, they, and they no one they got pregnant in college, high school, so which I was. Wonderful. I was surprised. Sure. Jesse was, was that definitely going knew, to be the first you know, one. But uh, yeah, so you know, I thought four-year-old virgin was documentary, and I, I, you know, I made a big deal about it, and uh, you know, we had to settle out of court. 
uh, once I figured out what it was. But, you know, privately, that statute of, you know, the NDA has worn off now. And so I can happily tell you guys that, you know, we were together. It was a lovely relationship. Uh, their children are their children, the two children they have. I have not birthed any children. I don't want those, but, uh, um, well, not the not besides the three I already have. But um, they don't belong to Steve Carell, no. No, they're all things. They belong to okay. Sting. That's good to know. Both. The wrestler or the singer? Good to know. I think that's a good note to uh, end this wonderful conversation here on April the 1st and hope you enjoyed this edition of What Real Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want on April the 1st. Yes, it's an April Fool's show. <laughs> and we are joined by two amazing improvisers. I will let you all introduce yourselves. Ms. Mendez, why don't you go first? Hi, I'm Alicia Mendez. I'm Bean or Bianca. <laughs> and Cassie. Hi, my name is Cassie Townsend, and I played Fiona. These... Uh, <laughs> Two women agreed to do this with me, and I so do appreciate it. Uh, I know that they are both amazing improvisers. They both have wonderful backgrounds. Did you want to plug any sort of improv or any shows or anything between the two of you? Cassie's actually my boss. Yeah. yeah. Um, she's my boss. I, that's how I met Cassie. She was my boss for um, uh, no parchment needed short so form i'll let kathy yeah away. short form improv comedy no parchment needed performs at renaissance festivals uh currently all over the west coast and looking to branch out maybe in uh, another state coming near you we'll see um but i started the group in 2009 and alicia joined us in 2012 i believe and um so. we just have we have a lot of fun with her um, she's, she brings a lot of really wonderful comedy and um, a, a boldness that I've never seen before from another human in, in our group. So I'm really excited to have her in my, <laughs> in my no parchment needed group. Who is the dog played by? Oh, that is my, in real life, my dog's name is Bean. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, my dog is played uh, is named Bean, and she played the dog, a very real dog, who uh, she was barking at uh, neighbors to get off our lawn because she is a 14-year-old crotchety old lady. And now she is asleep on the couch because I placated her with food to stop barking. <laughs> I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed uh, having you all on this fun parody edition of What Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinky. We hope we didn't yuck anybody's yum. It was all in fun. Cassie, thank you so much. Alicia, there you thank go. you so much for being with us as well. Thank you. Thanks, John. Mwah. That is it for the April 1st edition of What Real Women and Other Wonderful Humans Want, presented by Dating Kinkly. We will be back to our regular show because it won't be April Fool's at that time. I am your announcer, Neki. Thank you for being with us. And enjoy the rest of your April Fool's Day. And if you're not listening on April 1st, it was a joke. Goodbye. <laughs>